Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Rise and shine, St. Louis. It's the Brown and Crouppen Morning After on KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. At the Morning After STL on YouTube and on TMASTL.com with Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Iggy Strode, The Plowboy, and Action Jackson. Seven in St. Louis, you are listening to The Morning After, presented to you by Brown and Crouppen, Timothy Michael McKernan, Douglas Elvin Vaughn, Darren T. B. Atkins? T.B.? I forgot what the middle name is. Uh, A. Allen. Oh, that's right. Darren but it sounds Allen. like my sister's name, Ellen. So it's, we- it's weird, you know, to say Ellen Darren Allen, because, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Jackson Bennett Burkett. Mm-hmm. We got to respect. Tim just went acoustic. Did go acoustic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I... I there, there, Doug, we, how many, you, you had a sound story yesterday, and yeah. it, it, there were how many people in the studio? Oh, I there was the guest and his wife and his son and daughter. Yeah, we, and then we had Peter Rep, the great Peter, Peter Rep, Rep, Peter Rep yeah. who, was, uh, who set up yeah. the three. So it was a video, so three cameras. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So, but that's not the reason why it was acoustic, Plowhawk. Just a little later than normal, and then my cord on my headphones, Doug, disconnected, disconnected, oh, no. and uh, Jackson, that's your fault. I'll be better. Yeah, he's not done a great job so far today. That's for sure. Thank if you're you. having problems, yeah, because I didn't want to. I didn't want. I didn't want to throw him under the bus. Yeah. And Ken Strode has left the show. He uh, he was here briefly. But... Oh, okay. I saw him right before the open hit. Yeah, he like ran, <laughs> turn, rear, and left. It's like a mouse when, when like the light turned on, the mouse just scurrying to the nearest corner. Uh, we are uh, welcoming you to get involved, and he is back. Three one four eight eight one TMA five. Uh, you can call in. Let's do at least 10 phone calls today. How about that? We've never done 10 calls in one day, have we? I don't know if we ever have. Probably back in, like, the morning grind days when we did the old exit poll. Doug, you liked the exit poll when you were listening to I the didn't program. mind it, yeah. No, remember oh, when what do we, we have? did the, uh, the, oh, cardinal, clear the, lines? the cardinal trivia. And we cleared the lines. And we cleared the lines. Oh, remember, everybody to. was guessing yeah. wrong. That was mm-hmm. one of the... If you go back, i got to go back and find that segment. Is, that, a, is that in the skeleton? It got it. It needs to be because that was so funny. People were calling with the same guesses as the previous mm-hmm. call. So we were forced to clear the line. That was right. so good. Well, can we give away today? I give away thirty-five dollars on balloon party. It's starting yeah. to add up, by the way. You gave it away again yesterday? Uh, no, not yesterday, but uh, at least once this week. No, I don't know. Jennings used to give away five dollars and ninety cents. But that was more, I remember that, Iggy? It was more out of being pissed that, that there wasn't something better. to give away. It feels better to me to give that away. <laughs> what do we give away? One Not $105.77. $10.57.2? No. 
No, a dollar five maybe. Okay, well, yeah. round up dollar six. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll do something. Call in, um, Doug. I so I'm. Let me tell you what I'm doing. Jackson and I did QFTA yesterday, and what was it called, Jackson? This one wasn't like a virgin's wearing a shawl. It was just like a normal. Uh, galas and St. Louis stock value. G- galas and St. Louis stock value. All right. So it was just a kind of a standard QFTA. Okay. Go to family golf. Both of my uh, boys love going to family golf. Perhaps the one who likes to go more is the one-year-old. Huh. He doesn't even know where he's going? <laughs> I can't get him to leave. Uh, along with my six-year-old, and and then my one-year-old's a left-hander, so that's yes. so that's that's throwing yeah. a wrench into a variety of things, such as hand-me-downs. Yeah, yeah, that's out. So that'll add expenses to the left side of the ledger. But either way, so we're we're at that, and then when I the reason for the QFTA title was galas. We had a uh, would you call it a gala last night, Doug? You go to a lot of jubilees. I do. I do. Do you really? Yeah. I'm a Jubilee fiend and enthusiast. So uh, there was, I mean, I can't say enough good things about this event we went to last night for, we, I, th- I believe we were talking about him uh, yesterday off air, uh, late firefighter uh, Benjamin Polson and um, Randy, you know him as Randy Character, mm-hmm. but on his birth certificates, it's Character. Oh, is it? They misspelled it on the. I think they the misspelled hospital. it on the. Yeah. I think yeah. they misspelled it on the birth certificate. So Randy emceed it, and uh, and it was packed. It was at the MAC downtown, and what an event! I mean, I can't say enough good things about it. I loved it. Learned a, a lot about this. Uh, I call him a young man. He was in his thirties, uh, from my neighborhood, on the south side, uh, Saint Raphael. Uh, is where his mother taught, and that's where my dad went to school. It's the adjacent parish in South City to uh, St. Gabriel. But either way, uh, wonderful event. I can't say enough good things about it. And um, I, I'm, I'm walking in. I did sign briefly. Oh, did you? That was uh, nice of you. Yeah, I, I, did, I didn't plan on it, but I did have, I, now that I've seen Iggy walk around with the glossies, I'm like, mm-hmm. I think that might be the right thing to do. Well, yeah, you hate to make the the event about you, but you can hardly help it when you reach a certain level of stardom. The HD2 thing, I think, was when it's like, okay, now it's time. Yeah. Now it's time. I can't believe all you guys don't have Sharpies yet, or um, glossies, <laughs> walk around with Sharpies. You know, the four of you should have Sharpies. Plowhawk, do you have one yet? Uh, no, I got a, a naked guy on a four of diamonds in my wallet, but that's the uh, thing I got to sign. I wouldn't mind having hand. that. I have some glossies from about 20 years ago at Channel 4. Yeah, I I've guess never probably... needed one of them. <laughs> but anyway, I'm walking in, and I run into that Tom Ackerman, and you know he's he's known to be a problem. Yeah, fiery. Just a bad guy. Does that yeah. come off? Nobody but, likes that guy. Thank you. Tough to work with. He's bounced around. How many places has he worked at the last 25 uh, years? can't count them all. Thank you. And he comes up to me, and he goes... I need to know about that. I call him a kid you're working with, and I'm going, "Okay, who are we talking?" Oh, I guess he's talking about Horton Watkins over there. Yeah. When do you start becoming a kid? I, I, but I guess when you're 25, and then Tom's probably, I guess, around 50 now. He's a couple years older than me, I think. Um, and Jackson, you have yourself a lemming in Tom Ackerman. Hell yeah. How does that make you feel? Shout out to Tommy Ack. 
Now he's giving shouts out. <laughs> Tommy Ack. Now, Tommy Ack, of course, took shrapnel on this program when Jennings came in one day, and he was furious that Tommy Ack was so excited about the possibility of St. Louis hosting the NIT Final Four. <laughs> huh. Well, I was in lockstep with Tommy Ack. I know. So sure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yep. And I was Kindred st- spirits. And I was standing there with, with uh, my wife talking to Tommy Ack, and I said, i got to tell you, Jackson's got a lot of Tommy Ack in him. And he was also talking, I think Tom might be, oh, yeah, he is, because he's going, I guess, the winter warm-ups this weekend. I know, Doug, you're, you always make yeah, sure you're there. Yeah, all my tickets. Yeah, Nicky, you'll be there. Um, but he's going on the Cardinal Caravan down to Memphis, and when he said he was going to Memphis, I said, oh, so is your boy, because Jackson today, Doug, right after balloon party, he's getting on the Kerry Robinson Expressway, I-55 South, to head to... Memphis, but he's not going for the Cardinal Caravan. He's going to watch the Grizzlies and Clip Show and oh, Grizzlies and Knickerbockers. Am I correct on that? You nailed that, Tim. You're yeah. going to get two games in? That's right, back-to-back. Why don't you go on the Caravan and you can hang out with Ackerman because obviously you're angling to go to Camo X. Uh, it, I love that Tommy Ackerman was showing me love. That's really, really cool of him because he's a, a very well-respected man in this business, and I appreciate Controversial that. Controversial, for sure. Controversial is exactly mm-hmm. right. What exactly Ooh, is the Cardinal Caravan? Oh, oh my oh, God! Can you, you save that for ten oh five? Fastest closed downs for the week and heads on over and oh, goes. Oh, can you save that for ten oh five? A lot of the uh, no-name players go on this thing to the. <laughs> Jackson even like They go that to the, the Podunk cities where. <laughs> Jesus. They don't get a lot of baseball. Like, like barnstorming. Painted in a positive light. Well, they do. They go to the... Not the podunk cities. The cities that are still very much in their broadcast area yeah. that never get to see the players. Yeah. So they go and they hang out and take some pictures and talk a little bit to the crowds. and It's like a human like zoo. So like <laughs> the, the, the players are the animals and the, the people like point, hey, hey, we, hey, look at that. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> and these people still will never see Arenado or Goldschmidt or those guys because they don't go on the caravan. Uh, Tom will be in a bus with Mason Wynn, for example, Gordon okay. Graceffo. Yeah. Cool. My brother might be really into that. So, so you guys ought to get on the bus. I think Tom Ackerman would welcome you. He's a mm-hmm. fan. He was asking questions about you. Aww. He, he's. I think he was a big fan of the moment where I dropped out from Jupiter and you. Uh, <laughs> you were hello at that moment. <laughs> Who couldn't have been a big? Yeah. That well, was, he, he saw uh, your ability to yeah, improv and he yeah. thought I need that yeah. guy. Yeah. Well, I sent the tape everywhere. So, <laughs> is he doing a golf show, Ackerman? <laughs> Doug. <laughs> Uh, he can do just about anything. About... Well, every event, like when they have the uh, Ascension Media Day and when the PGA was here, him and this girl are always up there doing the questions to the players. Who is the, the uh, lady? I don't know who the girl is. <laughs> Absolutely I think they have, a, they have a video podcast type of type they? show. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. was just curious if he did. Cause I've seen it a time. He's always there with her, and they always do the Q&As. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's all over the place. Called some Cardinal games last year. Yes, and did. by the way, I thought he did a great job. I was He's really terrific. good, really good at camp. Yeah. It was great. And now, sure I don't know if he'd have the chops for a show like this one. I didn't want to say that, You know, though. he's coming along just fine. I didn't want to say that. He's coming along, and someday he, maybe he makes it into HD2. I'm I can't sure. be sure. I'm Thank not you. sure he knows the definition of a cock. That's exactly I think if you about. do know the definition of cuck, you're above the HD because we don't mm-hmm. we haven't figured it out yet. Right. So if That's he HD3 knows, level. then he's already. Yeah. I mean, he's where he, he's where he needs to be. <laughs> and that pops up on KMOX topics. I would imagine. I don't know what daily, but probably weekly. Right. Sadly, it does pop up on this show every single day. Now, hold on a second. What's every going on here? Day. <laughs> this weekend at Bush at the pageant. 
Sit in the car and turn up your speakerphone as Ken and your wife dial you up and let you listen along as you get cucked to hits like Glycerin. <laughs> there you go. That's a fun little drop early on. That's a nice drop to have. <laughs> Glycerin. Hint this whole cucking with Ken segment oh. that Raby did. Gold. Cucking yeah. with Ken, not cucking. It's where you t- cucking. I think it's where you take a listener's wife to a concert. And then back to their car, but the husband's there the entire time. Oh, he had to just sit in the car for the whole concert. I don't remember that one. (laughs) It's a good one. So I I mosey on after kind of disappointed Ackerman didn't give me any compliments. uh, And that's still in my craw. And then I see, and and he was the the speaker last night, that Cam Jansen, Doug. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, is there a more just organically like just amusing slash good guy love that cam i mean yeah he's just and was always that way as yeah a i mean yeah that's just it's just, it's, mm-hmm. that's the hockey all thing. in all the time and I just a natural on the radio too and just talk absolutely yeah. that's why so he's so he's speaking and i guess he wasn't necessarily he wasn't sure what so he's told me he's a little nervous and i go you're nervous and then i see uh reed Lowe, who's the auctioneer Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was. You know who's a great auctioneer? You, you, Kelly Chase was. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, Billy Long. Your guy, Billy Long. Uh, can we have initials of this other one? Uh, a favorite of the audience. Uh, the only gentleman in the market to out tenure you in television, I believe, at a time. Rich Gould. That's right. If I'm not mistaken, Rich Gould was a wizard <laughs> auctioneer. Yeah, I would think so. Reed Lowe, and and then here's the thing about when Reed Lowe was trying to get the bid up. He and, and my and my wife made this observation. It wasn't me, which is kind of surprising. He would do this, and she goes, "Look, he's like tickling balls." Oh, wiggling his fingers right there. Fourteen hundred, fourteen hundred. I hear fifteen hundred, and then, then he's like wiggling. He's like he's like caressing the scrotum, right? Oh, is that what he's doing? I don't think that's what he was doing. He threatened like, to beat the crap out of somebody if they didn't upbid somebody. No, they never went down that road. Yeah. Um, but I saw him, and I and he said he had a speaking engagement earlier in the day. And I said, he goes, but you know, I just did my thing. And I go, well, you got to talk to your boy over there because I had Cam and Reed on the podcast following the Blues one in the cup. And that was the first time Gangster Pete got emotional. And I thought to myself, oh, oh boy. Cried over that. Yes. You're going to be in for it when we talk to Craig Berube and Pat Maroon. And I said, uh, well, you got to talk to Cam because Cam told me he's going to be, he's nervous. You know, it's a full room, but I figured yeah. Cam had probably spoken in front of these things, you know, I don't know, a lot. And he goes, oh, he's not nervous. He's too dumb to be nervous. I go, oh. So Cam gets up there, and I had, he tells the story of his career. Did you know that he didn't even start playing hockey until he was nine? No, I didn't. I had, which, as you know, because one of your boys played, right? Yeah. Uh, at a young age, especially in 2020, now 2024, to not start playing until nine, that is unheard of. And then secondarily, to not start playing until nine, but then going into the NHL, that's also unheard of. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and I said, so what in the hell was the deal with, deal with that? And he goes, I'm just, a, I'm just an athlete. But it wasn't like said like I'm like a braggadocious thing. It was like a, almost apologetic. He goes like right now I could like sprint and probably beat, you know, like guys, maybe not football guys, but you know, damn near. Anybody. I go, what in the hell? He goes, this is kind of the, this is kind of the way it is. Yeah. Goes, but I would just, my dad would feed me pucks in the basement out in Pacific, and then we would drive like you know, I don't know, an hour to to go play, 
then it just kind of took off from from there at nine. Eure- he was from Eureka, right? Right, but he was out in Pacific, I think, which obviously is nigh, um, and then went to Eureka High School before going to live in Windsor, Ontario with a family. Oh. But uh, just couldn't have been. His speech, which certainly was not necessarily like your textbook banquet speech, but it was so, of course, energetic, all over the map, profanity, I'm a big fan of. I know you're not a big fan of. I think for that scene last night uh, was perfect. And uh, I had, I just had no idea about a story. He's like, dude, I still listen to the show. He goes, I hear your boy is playing hockey. I love that. You got to get set up in the basement where you can just feed him pucks, feed him pucks, feed him pucks. That's what my dad did. Just feed me pucks, feed me pucks. And I'm like, I'm not really thinking NHL for him, to be honest with you. Yeah. Can you remind me of a puck feeder? <laughs> An assist guy? Yeah. Otsi? Yeah. Well, yeah, it did help him that he grew up to be big and strong. Right. And I don't fast. know what kind of genetics I'm passing along. Let's hope they're more from my wife than whatever it is that I would pass along. I'm yeah. not quite sure. Well, you just never know. You never know. There's a, all kinds of professional athletes that had every physical tool you could possibly have, and their kids aren't athletes at all. And then there's kids that are professional athletes, and their parents weren't terribly athletic. You just never know. You're more likely to get athletic genes from your parents, but it's it's not uh, 100% either way. Well, yeah, but I mean, at this point, their kids are getting on skates. At, I mean, like I said, I think I've said before, I was talking to Joel Mayer's, and he goes, oh, yeah, I got my, he's up on skates at two. And I go, two? Yeah. They can't, like, have a conversation with you at two. I guess maybe towards <laughs> the getting a three, maybe they can, but how in the hell do you even say what to do? Well, I said, I can't skate. You hear sometimes of people like Ronaldo Nehemiah, who didn't play, he didn't even play college football. He played in the NFL. There's people like Calvin Pete, who didn't pick up golf till he was 30. Then he was on the PGA Tour. Akeem Olajuwon didn't play basketball until yeah. he was 15. Yeah. That's insane. Holy crap. Yeah, if, you're, if you're a natural, it, it doesn't necessarily take a whole lifetime to perfect a skill. Was the, um, was the firefighter a hockey fan? Yes, played hockey okay. uh, going back to uh, five years old. So he, he was going early himself. That yeah, was a great event. Great event. Uh, tip of the cap to uh, all of those involved. And it was fun to see those guys. I hadn't seen them in a while. Randy Carricker. I asked Randy, I said, how many events do you think you've emceed? And I go, I'm going to set the over-under at 1,000. Because you think he's been doing it for 40 <laughs> years. Yeah. And you, you start doing the math. And he goes, well, I bet you've done a few hundred. And I go, I have maybe done maybe, maybe high side 10. And I said, because I'm a sexual deviant, and I'm not saying this self-deprecating, like like maybe that event they might have me, but like, you know, upstanding events, it's going to be Ackerman, Randy, Dan McLaughlin, Frank Cusimano. It was Jack Buck for Jack Buck was the the guy forever. And just did it, by the way, and didn't even charge. Just did it. Did yeah. 200 a year, all while calling <laughs> yeah. Cardinal games. Yeah, and, and probably traveling. just showed up yeah. and said, what's the subject? Okay, right. let's roll. <laughs> yeah. And Joe could do the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Randy's probably done about 1,000. So he's just able to just go up there. Some people just have it. For yeah. that, and he's perfect. He's perfect for that. But I think people know our going rate being on HD2 is $25,000 well, per sure event. And maybe yeah. that is why. If we're available, frankly. Because who knows what our out-of-town schedule is going to be like. I don't get out of bed for any event uh, if it ain't, you know, the yeah. five, six figures. Yeah. And even Linda then, Evangelista. 
Since my trip to Monte Carlo, I'm doing quite a bit of events in the Mediterranean area. I didn't know. Yeah, you're going the over there. The war has kind of slowed things down. <laughs> yeah, those green rooms don't have two or three used Sibians. Yeah. Over. We had um, the last, um, we stopped doing our celebration, uh, Mega Meyer Foundation. We used, every year we'd have like a celebration evening. And it just was so much because the, you'd have to get the hall and the, all these insurance. Don't say hall. Well, we'd get like <laughs> the a, VFW? You know, a big banquet hall. Um, or maybe a country club, but it, it it costs so much money to put it on. And um, but the last one we did, we had Martin Kilcoin was our. I got him to do our emceeing. He was. He said he felt so bad towards us because you know Martin's going to tell jokes and, and and light people's asses up. Yeah, he would do it. And after like five minutes, he goes, I don't I don't know if I should be doing this here. That's the th so that's the thing. And I was talking to my wife about that on the way back. I said if I know it's an audience who kind of gets is comfortable with you know going into the dark areas. I'm happy to do it, but if it's like a, you know, kind of a more, I don't know what the right word for it is, but tight, that in my scene. Like, Martin, if he knows he can go, yeah. you're not, you won't, from my standpoint, you won't get anybody better. Yeah, but it's got to be the right audience for it. I mean, yeah. Martin actually is, from my standpoint, oh, what funny. I would like, that's my kind of thing, because he's yeah. just going to rip everybody's ass. Yeah, he was funny, and then afterwards he goes, God, I don't know if I should have been doing all that stuff where... <laughs> Girl committed suicide. We're trying to raise money, and I'm up here doing a stand-up. I said, no, oh. I thought it was funny. You're fine. Oh, yeah, you can't go with that X-rated calling out the crowd. You can't get the crowd involved with the events like that. We had Kim Tucci, though, do our auction. And before, we have, like, silent auction and then live auction stuff. And he said, just give me, like, seven good things for the silent auction or for the live auction. So um, I, I gave him a blues signed stick by the entire blues team. It wasn't it was well before the Stanley Cup, um, and he said that that should be a that should be a silent auction. You know, we might get fifty bucks for that. And I said, "You kidding me? The entire team signed this." I said, "It's probably worth four or five hundred dollars." He goes, "No." Nah. He says, "I'll just I'll just say first one to give me fifty bucks." He, sure enough, he gets up those. He goes, "All right, I got a blue sign stick here. Uh, just somebody raise your hand. First one to give me fifty bucks. Everybody in the place raised their hand." I go, "All right, now what are you gonna do?" Uh, you showed him. Anybody give me 60? <laughs> I did. I or told the him. I said, are they great? I told him. I said, this you know. Last night against the blue shirts. I told you. You should have. Uh, you should have. You're right again. Like 300, Man, you 400. Got you got him again. First you one to give me guy. 50 and like 200 people raised their hands. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Boy, he probably felt horrible about no, that. No, he don't. He, I miss that guy. He was so good. He was a great St. Louis, <laughs> for sure. Another story in my auction. Well, you beginning really and end of the story? Niche, I'm I, proud of you. I tied myself into it somehow. That Kim Tucci, this great businessman and philanthropist in St. Louis. Who has passed to, away. Yes, out to help you start the pasta house. We gave him the Donna Strobe Compassion Award a few years ago at Mega Mara Foundation. Mm. Oh, he's a good human being. But to throw him under the bus on this little incident where he... Well, throw him under the bus? I just told, you know, you were talking about, Tim was talking about his auctioneers. I told him what Kim Tucci did. <laughs> With you as the hero of yet another story. <laughs> he helped us make a lot of money that night. He was taking no for an answer with bids. Okay. Anyway. Well, I like the pasta house. <laughs> it was. I used to have so many gift, gift cards for there. Hey, what's up, Mike? What's... Yeah, Stan Lee. I don't know who he is. I don't know who he is, though. Jesus. Who is he? Who is he? Who is Stan Lee? He was one of the creators of Marvel Comics. Oh, who cares? <laughs> oh. I felt like that story. He wasn't that far out. Kim would have loved me talking. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, Stephen Wilde but not happy with that that anecdote. The guy's dead, and you're going to kill him on the show. You are such an ass. He's a family friend, and you told the same story when he passed. It's the second time you told it. Go oh. F yourself. Oh, Wow, Chairman gosh. Steve. Well, I've never I just thought I was going to drop by for a stray, and he came at you. And I guarantee bomb. I've known him longer than you have, Steve. Uh, Steve, call mm-hmm. in and let us know how long you've known him. I go back to 1998 knowing him when he did some stuff with uh, the radio station. Yeah. Kim Tucci's <laughs> Meatball of the Week. We'd vote for a Meatball of the Week. So, <laughs> and his wife we started need to bring Talent that Plus. Right? Talent Plus, yeah, agency, Sharon Tucci. She has yeah. good clients. So yeah, I've known him well a long time too, Steve. And um, <laughs> I'm sure he wouldn't care that I told that story. I'm not throwing him under the bus. Mm. So go f yourself. Oh, yeah. ah! Ah! Get this mother f- off the field. Doug, what a Munganass, St. Louis Acura, Munganass, Burkhardt, Alton, Toyota, 7 o'clock hour it is. Uh, Feel free to get involved on the program, as many have chosen to do following that anecdote uh, on their own. 314-881-TMA5. And we said we're going to take 10 phone calls today. How many do you think we're going to take? Two, maybe. Oh, wow. I might go under on that. 636-900. That's it. We answer. 636-9004, TMA. Jackson's already fantasizing about the Grizzlies, so he might not even be looking at that. What, are you getting right on the road at, like, 11? No, 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 no. Uh, I'm leaving at 12.30. What's the ticket cost to a game like that? Uh, Like uh, 40 bucks a piece. That's not bad. No. If you get down there, see if you can find uh, Rob Fisher. Rob Fisher, tell him I said hi. Jackson, <laughs> Jackson, he's like playing password with Iggy. Well, this time last year, we went to the Pacers game. They were playing the Grizzlies, and Iggs gave me the same uh, instruction. Yeah. Well, you go to that hotel where the ducks walk around the lobby. The Peabody? Yeah. Uh, doubtful. We're staying in the Airbnb. Oh, okay. I've seen that act. That's kind of fun. Yeah. I, I think top I, hats? The ducks are not wearing top hats. Are they real ducks? Or They're humans? real ducks, and they walk through the lobby. <laughs> they, you, they got a little pond. Thinking like Disney, like huh. no real ducks. Yeah, doubtful on that, but we'll see a bunch of stuff. I mean, it's MLK weekend in Memphis, uh, and they have that oh, really cool. cool civil rights museum. So we'll probably check that out as well. Are you staying there the whole weekend, like through Monday? No, 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 no. We'll leave Sunday morning. You got a lady friend going? Well, you hit Beale mm-hmm. Street. No. Still a great night. <laughs> Well, me and my brother. You'll hit Beale Street? Uh, yeah. We, we have to walk on Beale Street to get to FedEx Forum. So, yes. Yeah, maybe 10 feet off the off the ground. That's right. Shout out Mark Cohen. Uh, yeah. My brother's birthday was yesterday, so it's like his birthday trip. We, Doug, oh. 36 bills. 36 bills. You going to go to the uh, Presley Mansion? I think we went there when I was a kid, so doubtful. Great probably not doing a lot of touristy stuff. Probably just kind of hanging out. Food and drink, chilling. That's what we did at the Packer game. Yep. Yeah. I think Graceland costs like 200 bucks or so to walk around. I've heard it's well, insane that's a pass. now. Yeah, I've been to Memphis eight or nine times. I've never been to Graceland. That's Iggy something ne- else. Iggy, Iggy has never. never. Thank you, Doug. God. Yeah, I've never. Me and you. Iggy has never been to Graceland. <laughs> it's a new segment, right? Yeah. Well, That'd be a more expensive Iggy never. we got to uh-huh. get him tickets and get him out there and have him set up there. Doug, they're very active in the YouTube chat, youtube.com slash T-M-A-S-T-L. 4,950 uh, subscribers uh, on uh, the YouTube.com slash T-M-A-S-T-L. Uh, I guess so. That would be the Yes, sir, you are correct. You are correct. Well, we should do something for that. Uh, hi, Tim. Hi, Doug. Hi, Plowsy. Hi, Iggy. Hi, Jackson. Hi, KG. That's from Jake Reynolds. He was the leadoff hitter today. Usually it's at Carl Pelker. Okay. Uh, Hello, Jake. Professor Roy Hinckley, that was uh, your guy, Plowhawk, right? 
Uh, no. And it says Prof. Roy Hinckley. I thought that was your guy. Was he the no, that, basketball that's, official? No, that's a professor in Gilligan's Island. Yeah, oh. no, Roy Hopper and uh, Roy Hopper. yeah, Roy Hopper and uh, Mayor Don. Uh, says hi, Iggy. Iggy. Hi, Iggy, Mr. Strode. Uh, usually Carl starts us off, Don Peepee. Doug, I mean, right when this show starts, the audience, they're there. They're yep. waiting for us. How wonderful is that? Uh, Mr. Smith is in there. Don Peepee talking it over with Mr. Smith. Maybe they're going to get together and hang out, and it's wonderful to see the little community that is the YouTube chat. You are welcome to drop by and talk it over. Uh, a pastry chef named Mesfin says, Cam's a tremendous dude, always enjoyed when he was a guest host on TMA. Uh, yeah, Cam gets up at 4 in the morning. To do what? To do the show. You know, he's over there calfing us with the, the cat and chuckles. But, and I thought, my God, what are you doing? Was he preparing? Yes. What kind of craziness is that? <laughs> Maybe he's not cut out for radio. We had Cam plugging in his headphones during the open. During the open. We're locked in. Yeah. Well, his wife, Kate, was talking to, to my wife, and... And I, so I didn't hear that. And she goes, yeah, Cam gets up at four. I go, for, is, oh, don't know. Is he, is he doing something else? That's what I was thinking. He yeah. must be doing something else. Mm -hmm. Is he doing something on the East Coast remotely? Got a paper route? No, to prepare. <laughs> Milk route. And I go, oh, crap. I got to, like, pull Cam aside. It's a thanks for the hockey tips for my son. I got some radio tips for you. <laughs> what the hell? What are you doing? Your show starts at 7. You're not out of bed until 6. Yeah. It's like, dude, you got to get home. I go, I don't know, 9 o'clock. I'll be fine. Well, and I guess if you're getting up at 4, yeah, you really do need to get home. I would think. Yeah, I just Especially, don't I think he that. still lives out. I think he actually yeah. lives further. Yeah, St. Albans. Yeah. yeah. He lives around the golf course, I think. God bless him. He's Ball got striker? it figured out, that guy. Why don't we get it figured out? Because we didn't have a professional career before we started. <laughs> yeah, people always ask me why I'm at where I'm at. Yeah, we didn't start with a nice little, nice little base of a couple million in the bank. People ask you that. <laughs> I ask myself. You do a lot. <laughs> Uh, it is the Munganess St. Louis Acura Alton Toyota, 7 o'clock hour. Munganess Burkhardt Alton Toyota. Go online at stlouisacura.com or altontoyota.com. Do some shopping. I was out there on Wednesday night, and they have an incredible selection of new cars in their inventory. Uh, and it is wonderful to see. I was BSing with Clayton and Peter Munganess on Wednesday. And I said, so how many cars, like, during, like, the peak pandemic, new cars did you have in the lot? And Clayton goes, six. And I go, oh, it's good. And he goes, no, six. We had six new cars. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's the supply chain That's problem. exactly right. Yeah. Now, uh, well into the 100s, and uh, you got to check it out if you're looking for a new car. That's the place to go, stlouisacura.com, altontoyota.com. It is Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Munganess Burkhardt, Alton Toyota, sponsor the 7 o'clock hour and the Daily Fantasy Sports Showdown. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, Doug Iggy picked Cam Davis, who is your leader, through one round, right? Really? Doug picked him. Oh, Doug, you picked him? I don't remember. You did. Somebody picked him okay, for sure. I'll go back. Because in my watch. little golf pool, I was between him and Andrew Putnam. Doug has. And I went with Andrew Putnam, and I'm kicking myself. And I thought to myself, God, I feel so strong about Cam Davis. Oh, yeah. I need to bet on him in case he has a big weekend. And then I didn't get the bet in. I so got him I'm at 8,500. Doug's gonna win a million dollars this week, or 200,000, or whatever the hell it is. It feels like it, yeah. How'd the other guys do? Because he had a couple randos, but if those guys did well, I like the roster. Everybody's uh, even or under par out of our 12 guys. Oh, well, then that's... that's so the cut right now is one under. Um, the cut's one under? Really? Yeah. I mean, right now, I mean, I think uh, even par is, I think, 67th place. And there's still some guys on the course suspended for light. Yeah. I mean, Corey Connors was three under through five. He ended up one under. 
Idiot. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> yeah. Doug's got Cam Davis and Harris English, who's T7. Doug, oh, what are you going to do with this? Look at this. Quarter million. I think I got a Man, 7, a 12, a 12. That? Something like that. We're all, we're all right there. Yeah. We what can if Doug finishes first and you finish second? It's fine with me. All right, there it is. It's all about the kids for me. Yeah, it's money for the charity. Yeah. Tired of picking us up every week. Trying no, you to cover don't. your losses. No, you don't always <clears> do that. Uh, Doug, can, uh, you tell me about our title sponsor. Well, they'll pick you up, Brown and Crouppen. You had a big problem. You potential uh, potential personal injury case. You know, Brown and Crouppen is the local law firm here to serve you, and that's where you should call. I'll give you their number now. 314-222-2222. Talking about Terry Crouppen, his son Andy Crouppen, and Ed Herman. They are the principals. Each of them have dropped by the station, spent a lot of time with us. You've gotten to know them, and I'm sure you've gotten to love them as much as we do. Great guys, and they have an absolute fantastic law firm, superior legal services, and they value client services as well. Big part of the community. They value that. They're involved in many charities around the area and community events. Everything from Annie Malone and Sister Strut to Stray Rescue. And they will help you with your case. If you think you may have a case, you give them a call at 314-222-2222. They'll give you a free evaluation. Decide whether you do have a case. If you do, they will move ahead with it. And they work on a contingency basis. No upfront cost to you. If you don't get paid, they don't get paid. And they've won more than a billion dollars in compensation for their clients. Great Fantastic company to have is our title sponsor, Brown and Crouppen. Again, if you think you may need their services, call them at 314-222-2222 or go to brownandcrouppen.com and make sure to let them know you heard about it here on TMA. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertising. Past results are no guarantee of future results, and every case is different and must be judged on its own accord. Jackson, uh, let's talk about Mark Hanna because he's online at evergreenstl.com. He's a wonderful gentleman. Uh, I feel like somehow he's growing more hair. Uh, I don't know how, but he is. And uh, his number is 314-889-0503. But we can tell you how to grow more hair, too, if you don't know how. Oh, yeah, that's right. Jackson, can I say something before you get to him? Please. Uh, talked to Mark yesterday about uh, filing for my Social Security. He was so good. He told me the questions they would ask me, what I should do when they say, how much do you want to take out and taxes he said go 20 to 25 percent um just gave me all kinds of advice so thank you to mark yesterday how about that yeah man he's yeah. mr helpful and you know what's a, a like an intangible he has that he really can't teach he has a very reassuring voice like wow. you hear you hear him talk it's like uh, maybe my problem isn't so bad just the way mark talks about it's like it. morgan freeman kind of yeah mm, like in his own unique way like he is that's why i always talk about his communication skills being what sets him apart really there's a lot of people out there with wonderful financial skills and he has those in spades no doubt but the way he communicates with his clients is really really incredible that's why i love working with mark and i know i can get on the phone with him if i have to change the plan that me and him set up together i know that i can get on the phone with him he can talk me through it help me through any issues i have with my finances and i love that i love having someone like him in my corner He's worked with Iggy now. He's worked with Doug. He's worked with Prod Joe. He's worked with so many of our listeners, and I think they all say the same thing. We love working with Mark Canna, and I think you will as well. Uh, 314-889-0503 is the number to call or go online at evergreenstl.com. If there's one thing I wish I would have done 20-plus years ago, 
It is get a financial advisor, especially one the caliber of Mark Hanna, to get me on the right track. For you young tykes in your 20s and early 30s, make that move. 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. Doug, we have breaking news because this show is a news breaker. Uh, The New England Patriots have hired Bill Belichick's replacement. Anybody want to guess? Initials, please. OJ Mayo. Wow. Well, Jared Mayo. Oh, Jared, yeah, sorry. OJ Mayo played played for the USC Trojans, did he not? That would have been a tough one. He served the longest suspension in NBA history. But how do you know that? I saw an article yesterday that he was a prime candidate for it, and he'd been there. He was a former player. I just assumed they kept it in-house with that organization. No. I would have thought it was going to be Vrabel. It's kind of where I was thinking. Yeah. Not because of anything, just because of like, you know, like it was like, well, Dan Lanning's obviously going to be the Alabama coach. And I'm going, well, I don't think they're really reporting this. People are just like, then they report off of what they see. So that was my example of not reporting, but guessing. I didn't even think about Vrabel. Vrabel. I thought it was going to be Vrabel. I kind of thought that was a done deal. Jared Mayo is the next coach of the uh, New England Patriots. Um, Who will be the next coach? Of the role, damn Todd. It will not be Dan Lanning. Uh, who, what was the name of the reporter who uh, was in Eugene and said he was in Tuscaloosa? What was Cameron. his name Cameraman Camerson? Brandon Cameraman. Cameraman. Scoops Cameraman. He does have an apology video. I saw. I never oh, is that right? I didn't listen to it though. And God, where did well, I? Well, let's start with Dan thing? Lanning because uh, he yeah. he uh, announced uh, that he is staying. Here is what he had to say on the report that he was in Tuscaloosa. Hit the lever, Plowsy. Plowsy, hit the lever. Yeah, I, I, I just hit it. <laughs> Go ahead, hit that lever, Plowsy. Where's my nurse? I mean, buffering. Are you hitting? Getting your name put in the conversation speaks to what we're doing right here, right now. But, yeah, this decision has been made for me since I took this job. You know, I love what we have here. I love the support, the administration I have. I mean, we've got the things built to where we could be that team. And um, we just got to continue to take steps in that direction to get where we want to be. It was a distraction last night. My 13-year-old son came. We just started watching the Jason Bourne movie. We're on Jason Bourne. And my phone's blowing up, and it's like... (laughs) Dad, it says it says you're in Tuscaloosa right now. It's like we're watching Jason Bourne. Focus on the movie. <laughs> Put your phone on. Do not disturb. So it interrupted what we were we were in on last night. But uh, yeah, we got great players that we're we're looking to sign. All that became a distraction for sure. You got players on our team reaching out, and they know where I'm at. Ten toes down. You like that, Doug? Ten, Ten toes, toes down. down. You could feel. This is one of the first times you could feel the boners from like the media laughs. I agree. Oh. I'm like I need I need to work with those guys. Mm-hmm. I need that to fulfill my insecurity. They I like that. I laugh Bourne. like I'm doing a Carlin set. I'm watching the Bourne movie with my kid. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was like getting into it. Like, yeah. God. like they gave their approval of that movie. Uh, I could see how you wouldn't want to leave what he's got going at Oregon to replace yeah, a legend uh, at Alabama. I could see where that yeah. could be a risky move for a guy like that. I mean, I've never been to the... Pacific Northwest. I've heard it's gorgeous. But also you have Nike money. And you could... Anything's up for grabs in college football now. There could be a new Alabama dynasty forming at any place. So I, I, I kind of yeah. think Oregon could be one of those. I like it. Well, at Alabama, if you don't go in and win the national championship, you're kind of a failure. It's yeah. brutal. And like I said yesterday, going through the list of coaches in between Gene Stallings and Nick Saban, there are a lot of punchlines 
was Mike DeBose. Yeah. They hired Mike Price, and that became a debacle. Remember him? Mike Shula couldn't get Mike it Mike Shula, and uh, in between there, Dennis Franchoni, who was like a, the name for a period of time. You look back on some of these names, if you've been covering this stuff for a while, and you're like, oh, God, I remember when he was like the A-list guy. Yeah. And then I went through the list of Eddie Robinson coaches of the year and some of the guys we don't even remember. So it shows why things move so quickly and why, if I'm Kalen DeBoer, and Alabama really is interested, I think I make that move. And Kalen DeBoer is now the favorite. Uh, I think he's minus 115 last I saw. Jackson, you're monitoring the betting odds on the uh, Nick Saban replacement. What do we have here this morning? Sure, Tim. Uh, what a soft, soothing voice he has sure, now. Tim. He's learned that from Hannah. Uh, <laughs> and all right. all right, I got it. I got the number now. Uh, ooh. Um, Mike Norvell. Mike Norvell now, only a $4 million buyout at Florida State, and that's cheap in comparison to Lannings of $20 million in Eugene. And uh, Florida State's got some some issues going on at yeah. the moment. Yeah. Might be high time to, to hop out of there. They actually uh, got hit for an NIL. <laughs> I didn't know that was yeah. even possible. Uh, Dabo at plus 300. Be shocked on that one. Where's DeBoer's not? Does this move? Did something happen overnight? DeBoer and Sweeney, Sweeney are the are tied at plus 300. DeBoer was the favorite. I was reading about this like at 11 o'clock last night. Something must have happened. Uh, and you then from cameraman. Who I think cameraman. <laughs> who I think will take the job is Lane Kiffin. He's plus 600. Uh, yeah. Lane Kiffin is out. Is he? Yeah. Well, this Greg. I mean, I was listening to Reese Davis and Pete Thamel on that podcast yesterday. Leaving here. And Reese Davis went to Alabama, and I know he knows. Plus, if I'm not mistaken, the television interview Saban did was with Reese Davis yesterday. I think Saban's probably going to work on that show, uh, College Game Day. And Kiffin's like, uh, I think Greg Byrne is the name of the athletic director in Tuscaloosa. And he's like, I just know Greg Byrne. He's not going to hire somebody he fired. It's just not the way that that he works. Um, So I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then Greg McElroy who does the uh, show with uh, Cole. Uh, Doug, do you pronounce it Kublik? I've never pronounced it. Never Kublis? tried Kublis? No. Well, either way, he's with Jordan Rogers and uh, Tom Hart, friend of the program. And uh, Cole Kubilik and, and McElroy said Lane Kiffin's out. Okay. All right. D'Amico Ryans, head coach of the Texans, is plus 800 as well. I mean, you got C.J. Stroud. He might be a generational player. And you get NFL money. No yeah. coach can get paid $10 million. I think the D'Amico Ryan's one is intriguing to me. I think the best coach, based on what he has done, his stops is Kalen DeBoer. But there is a weird thing about not having coached in the South, even though I don't. And I'm saying that the perception. I'm not saying that that's a real thing. I'm just saying it's a perception thing. And even though he became a punchline at Auburn, Brian Harson was like, well, he doesn't have any Southern ties. And then they tried to run him out of there, creating a story. They had an affair with somebody at Boise State. Remember that? Huh. God, they wanted his ass out right away. And I don't know, maybe Kalen DeBoer wouldn't want to deal with that. But uh, he is, he is his, I don't know if his stock will ever be higher at Washington than it is right now. You think Saban will still be able to do the Affleck commercials with prime time now that he's no longer an active coach? Oh, uh, they'll find a role for him. I think Alabama just gives it to Tommy Reese. Let him kind of bring the program. 31 years old, younger than Quinn Snyder. I think that he brings the program down a little bit. Expectations are lower. He's fired, and that's when you hire your next big Urban Meyer type coach. I don't think you're going to sustain the same success Urban Meyer or uh, Nick Saban. Uh, had I, don't so I don't know how you could. Nobody's I don't know. ever done it before. I don't know if you go all in 
on a guy and pay him a ton of money with a huge buyout, knowing just how much pressure is there. And already all the players that are potentially going to leave there and transfer out because they went there for Nick Saban. Yeah. You just don't know the domino effect there. He would be the youngest coach in college football. Tommy Reese? If he, and taking on that job. Right. Like, yeah, I wouldn't get I just, I mean, Tommy anymore. Reese was not, he's not celebrated. Like, if you remember, you got to really be a college football nerd to remember this one, but the, the god five years ago was, uh, was it Joe Brady? It was Brady at LSU. But also, who did he have when, with that 19 team? You had Joe Burrow, you had Justin Jefferson, you had Jamar Chase. I mean, you know. Does, and, does Georgia have a top assistant that they could steal? Well, Syracuse stole part of their best one. They're their wide receiver coach, I do believe. Man, that guy's something else, he's man. Good. I ooh, love his speech. Yeah, when, when he interviews. Ooh. I think he could have something big there. McCord went there. So I think that's it. I don't know who. Well, they must uh, like talking about Mike Bobo. Mike <laughs> I don't Bobo. know who I'm talking about. I'm just saying if you want to steal somebody from, I guess, the, your biggest rival down there right now. You can now. get Must Champ. I know they're looking for a I head coach. I don't think that would I would be, be surprised there. I would be. I, I would be surprised. Let me put it that way, because I don't know anything. Um, who's the? What's the guy's name who uh, took over for the six games uh, for Harbaugh when he was out? Is he the offensive oh, coordinator? Oh yeah, Sherman Moore. Some more. Is he getting Harbaugh? any love? Maybe he will when uh, Harbaugh leaves. I think he did a tremendous job, and he looks like a guy that players love. And I, I think Sweeney takes the job if they. That wouldn't surprise me. If I'm Alabama, I'm trying so hard. I mean, it'd be really hard. This is just a name thrown out there. But if they're going to go all in, Dan Campbell is it. Like, I would love, like, that's who I'd want. He's a defensive-minded guy. He's crazy. But every player on his roster loves him and will run through a brick wall with him. I think he would be a great college football guy. So Dan Lanning was watching uh, Jason Bourne movies and then got texts that he was in Tuscaloosa, even though he was at his home in Oregon. Uh, what did, did you have the I audio have camera? The, oh, I do the, have this guy's name, Cameron McCameraman? Scoops. Scoops Cameraman. Yeah, I, do, I did find it. It took right. me a little bit. Yesterday, we were part of those rumors reporting that Lanning was in Alabama. That information was wrong. I take full responsibility for that. It wasn't the KVAL sports team. It wasn't the rest of the news department here, which is filled with ethical, strong journalists. That one was on me. I take it seriously, and I do want to apologize to our viewers and to my colleagues. We strive to be accurate in our reporting, and when we make an error, as I did yesterday, we own up to it. Dan Lanning in Eugene has absolutely no egg on his face tonight. I wear the egg, and this is turning into a golden age for Oregon football. Duck fans have a lot to be excited about. Oh, he's just <laughs> sucking up to everybody there. Uh, so how can you report it with such confidence when you don't really know? There's nothing sweet about how this go back, go back. Someone to, must have told him. Go back to the one first person. Sentence. Because, again, you got to get two yeah. primary sources before you go with this stuff. Go back to the first sentence he said, Plowsy, and then just get stopped after that. Oh, I got rid of it. Where, oh, oh it's gone. Where he said, <laughs> did he say something about we're the ones that bought into the rumors? He said rumors. Well, he created them. So, yeah, so you basically just admitted it was a rumor and you were part of it. And he he took he had some balls to go out there and say screw it I'm saying this a source <laughs> yeah. in Tuscaloosa I'm wondering but how so deep many it people went. throw crap against the wall That's I would imagine insane. he's relatively younger I would guess and if not he looks thirty yeah I mean, it's, I mean is and is he in the Eugene market yeah okay I mean it's it's you know that's you're that's that's if you're in television and you're in, you're thirty. 
in you know in Eugene. It's it's kind of Doug would call it nut cutting time. <laughs> yeah, he wants to be in Portland really bad. Yeah. Salvage the career. I mean, we gotta we gotta get going, and uh-huh. I I think there is a mindset right now that you can just throw crap out, and if you're right, then you go look, I was right. But then when you're wrong, it's like, oh, well, then nobody says anything about it. But you, it's fine with opinions all day long. But when you're passing things off that either have defamatory overtone or as fact and you're, you're wrong, there's downside to it. And you can't do that crap. But now with the way that it works with social media, the, the, the goal is to be first but not think about the, the ramifications if you're wrong. And it, it, this isn't limited to a guy who maybe at a young point in his career, I don't know anything about him, and I feel badly for him, actually. Uh, but John Morosi did it with the Shoei Otani thing in Toronto uh, a couple weeks ago. And that guy's, I don't know, he's been doing this a good long while with both baseball and hockey. And it, it, But that you get caught up in this. I got to be first thing. So my guess is somebody who knows in Tuscaloosa probably saw it on like a message board and said, yeah, because a lot of people saying, yeah, I have a friend in Alabama who says it's going to be this. And it's like, that isn't a report. You need a, you need two primary sources to corroborate before you go with it. You would think if you're in the Oregon Eugene market and you cover Oregon and you work at a TV station, uh, if you're reputable, almost everybody would have his phone number. Text him and say, "Are you in Eugene? Are you in Tuscaloosa?" Well, I mean, there's a good chance he's not going to respond to that. In fairness, I mean, you got to fight. You can certainly you fire can him ask. the pot. Yeah. yeah. Say, well, if he's not there, he's going to say, "No, I'm home." He's going to lie about it. If he's in Tuscaloosa, he's not going to say anything. Mm-hmm. But if he's in Eugene, he's going to say, "No, I'm home watching TV." Uh, Stephen Wildwood said it was the PJ thing again. The private jet. That's right. But obviously, at this point, all these coaches and companies, companies, although they are companies, schools, uh, you know, know that people are aware of the flight tracker. So yeah. I'm not mistaken, there was somebody who knew that that was the deal. I don't know who it was, a recent hire. And so they intentionally flew out from a different airport. I mean, it's not the toughest thing to get around. It's not like there's only one airport every 500 mm-hmm. miles. I saw the Missouri fans. There was one from Lee Summit to Tuscaloosa. Uh-oh. That that was it. That's, uh, all, that, that's all they needed to see. Yeah. Anybody going to Tuscaloosa is going to interview for the Alabama job. If I'm Drake's agent, I'm sending that green shot right to Gene Francois and going, all right, I don't know. Gene In local news, there is such a desire for everybody to hit the home run, to get that big scoop, the big story. And oftentimes it's forget about tomorrow. Let's just get a, have a big show right now. And then sometimes tomorrow comes and you are completely wrong. And, you know, you never really get over that in some cases. Mm-hmm. It's why the public has lost confidence in the media. Uh, Doug, you uh, consider footballscoop.com to be your go-to. I know you mm-hmm. always said that that's the I'm place to go. all the time. Uh, they write two other names with some measure of traction in the search. Former Broyles Award-winning Alabama assistant coach, now head coach at uh, Maryland, Mike Loxley and current Missouri head coach Eli Drinkwitz per sources and upper levels of college athletics administration. Oh, no. Dude, if they honestly offer Eli the job, he should take that. What will you do? Maybe we just give you the program that day. (laughs) Well, he should definitely take that job. It may be a career killer. just depends on how, I mean, but, yeah, there's no way, right? I don't know who, how how reputable or what these sources are. Footballscoop.com. But well, is Eli Drinkwitz really in it? Yeah, the sources are the same as like Barrett's top fifty. Mm. Top fifty. 
Um, I think there's a way. I, that's not completely out of the realm of possibility. I agree with Doug, actually. I mean, he's just I don't, taking I mean, when I, when I, like, if I bet it and I got, like, plus 1,000, I'd, I'd throw something on yeah. it. I wouldn't consider him the favorite. But he took a program that was going nowhere, and in a few years he's got him top 10, and he's done very well recruiting, and people seem to love him, and he's done it in the SEC. I mean, that makes him a contender for a lot of jobs. I mean, he just signed a, an extension, but we found out that doesn't mean anything as far as, a, you know, same thing with the defensive coordinator who left. But it's not, a, it's not an absurd name to throw out there based on the year they just had. I hope he doesn't go. Hawk, are you talking or are you treating? I'm sorry. I can't see well, you when you've treating. moved over behind your <laughs> Rice Krispies <laughs> tree. I saw it was open. I didn't yeah. know if you were engaged with Doug or not. I mean, I think Alabama could do a whole lot worse than Eli Drinkwitz. I think a couple of the names that were just Mike Loxley, and I, not saying he's not doing a bad job at Maryland, but that's a worse person probably to take over than mm-hmm. Eli, I would think. Alabama's not looking for a guy that had one good year. I mean, the guy was... Six and six, five and six, five and seven, six. I think and I six, agree with whatever. Iggy. I think, man, yeah, the fans. But he took over fa- a program that was going nowhere. There's a guy that called in a fine bond, so he wanted to cut off one of his legs or something and beat himself <laughs> in the head if they hired Dabo Sweeney, who has like what two national championships. I would think if they did offer, Dabo <laughs> is gone. That's that's the perfect set of circumstances there, because that guy obviously yeah. was super frustrated with Clemson a couple months ago, and that would be the one that would make all the sense in the world if it was offered to him, but I'm not sure they would offer it to him. I mean, two years ago, I think it's he's the guy if Saban retires two yeah, years ago. Yeah. But now, I'm not sure. But I also think what winds up happening with, with coach hires, and I've talked about this big time with college basketball, God, it's such a mistake. It's about hiring more the sizzle than the stake and the sizzle is oh this coach from random school upset take your pick of whatever one two three seed it is and is the talk of college basketball and you don't look at the body of work yeah, because and somebody, of, somebody got hot and hit a couple three-pointers in exactly a row exactly right and we just won exactly right so from that standpoint you got to look at the body of work and sometimes coaches are hot uh and it might just be you know a one-off, yeah. and you got to be careful on that. And I would imagine Alabama's cognizant of that. Alabama doesn't care. I don't think Alabama's in the we got to sell the sizzle business. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they will. Basketball's even harder because players do get hot. If, if you'd have watched the Billiken game the other night, you would have thought Gibson Jimerson is the next Larry Bird and Travis Ford was Coach of the Year candidate. They were down by 20. Jimerson had every shot he put up in the second half. I mean, he was just on fire. But, you know, the, the program is... Certainly not at that level where they're going to do that all the time. And it happens, I think, more in basketball than football. It's hard to get lucky and win a football game. Not that Jimerson's lucky hitting a three-pointer, but guys do get in his zone every now and then. Right. I mean, you also have 22 players on the field for each play, and and therefore that reduces variance, which is why I think college football is the the best thing to bet on from my standpoint. At least for me, it's been the most... Successful. Uh, knowing Aliyah, he'll probably put out his own I'm not going anywhere video, even though no one is seriously thinking he's going to Alabama, and he'll probably be smoking two cigars in it. That's from <laughs> Mr. Licks. Uh, speaking of smoking cigars, Dan Lanning at the end of his video. Yeah. So sitting there just smoking a cigar, staring really? into the camera. Huh. Well, he's in a pretty good spot right now. If I was him, I wouldn't go anywhere. If you got an Oregon 
doing what they're doing, I wouldn't go anywhere. Would Dabo turn into a Greg Schiano Tennessee situation? Is it? Would Ooh, it be that? That's like, a nice observation. Would would because I know fans are one thing, and you, you tend not to listen to a, a small sect of crazies. But I don't know what happened with Schiano and Tennessee, and who stepped in. Or, because I, I, I don't think Alabama and Dabo would fit in. I think it's a good fit for Dabo, and it's a great fit for Clemson to find a new person there as well. I think it worked for that. I just could not see him at Alabama having a lot of success. The guy at Florida of, State might make more sense, more when you think of it. If Michael he's Rowe, thinking, yeah. I can go undefeated and not even get in the playoffs here, right. I need to go to Alabama. And as Jackson said, now they're dealing with some off-field issues in addition. And if you didn't see his post-game speech, obviously they got just absolutely grilled and killed by Georgia the entire... Gobsmacked. Absolutely gobsmacked, thank you. Like, Mike Norvell seems like a really good dude. He had a great post-game speech with the players, you know, for the players that did decide to play. And, yeah, if you go undefeated and were ranked in the top four all year, win your conference, and then get ranked down by a one-loss team, I'm headed anywhere I can away from the <laughs> ACC. Uh, Plowboy called Elia 316 to Alabama a couple of years ago. Brian Henson, you called uh, Eli going to Alabama? I mean, it, certainly this was not serious. So <laughs> even if it happens, I'm not going to pull a clip and say, hey, listen to it, because I'm sure it's very under... And I, that, that's probably not the the clip I want people hearing. But I said he was going to Auburn, which probably Auburn would be begging for an Eli right now. Jackson, uh, are there odds on Eli Drinkwitz in that list of uh, coaching odds for Saban's replacement? Uh, let's take a look. I I'd be no. surprised. However, I've, I've been surprised before. Am I right? Uh, let's see. Dabo is now in the lead for that. Uh, no, I do not see anything on uh, Eli Drinkwitz. Okay. I see Sarkeesian on this list. Where's Norval? Uh, plus 325. Oh, you're going to throw a bullet on that? And DeBoer is at plus 325? Well, I've seen – okay, so I've gone to two different websites and seen two completely different sets of odds. So on this one, Dabo's – Well, Backerman's not listening to this. Huh. Uh, Dabo's plus 105, DeBoer's plus 125, Norvell's plus 325 on this yeah. one. Yeah, nobody's mentioned Drinkwitz except for this unreputable. Well, don't get down on our guy, though. <laughs> Glenn Schumann, an assistant at Georgia, is on the list here, though. Yeah, yeah he's there. He's there. If there was an assistant that's got cachet. Was at Alabama before. Now, with Clemson, let's say Dabo goes to, let's play all the game. Dabo goes to Alabama. It's, you look what happened to Florida State, 13-0, and win the ACC. Like, in Clemson, a, a really good job at this point. I know there's a 12-team playoff, so that changes what happened yes. this past season. So, Clemson's still that upper echelon. I know they kind of slipped a couple years. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I think so. I, I mean, Dabo and the NIL and the portal are the things that, if yeah. I were at Alabama, that's if and we're interviewing them, that's the focal point because you can't question – you can't get caught up in in the moment. You have to be cognizant of the body of work. What is the person's body of work, both as a coach and then away from the football field? And I can't speak to away from the football field, but body of work, who's got a better resume? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But right now, his stock is down. And uh, the, the thought process and the reason why he's been trending downward is his lack of embracement of where college football is now. Nick Saban, to his credit, hated a lot of this crap, but he adapted 
You know, I mean, he was a defensive coach, if you remember that. To think that Alabama LSU, uh, when you think that now, like two high-powered offenses, but when they played that showdown when they were both undefeated, wasn't it like a 6-3 to three game 13, 14 years ago? Uh, I think that was in Tuscaloosa. But he he adapted. And then uh, the same thing with, with the NIL and with the transfer portal. He adapted, but still maintained that he, you know, talked about the things that he didn't like with the game. Dabo, at the time, had not adapted. I don't know where he is now. I don't know if things have changed now. But for Clemson, that's why offensively they've gone from having what they had with Deshaun Watson winning national championships to really struggling uh, offensively in particular. And they got it together at the end of the year. And that was after that... uh, was it Tyler from Spartanburg, Doug, get laid into Dabo on his coach's show? I, think. I don't remember. And he turned the whole year around. They finished with a win over Kentucky in their bowl game. But a body of work, I think it's Dabo Swinney or Kalen DeBoer, but more factors into it, I think, for hires for a lot of places. But I don't know if Alabama cares about that. And they might go, yeah, this is the guy, and we don't really care. And keep in mind, when... When Saban spoke to the team two days ago, they said they're going to have the coach in 72 hours. Well, now we are we are approaching what you would call the witching hour? That's what I call it. You know. Talk about how college football has changed. You see, Oklahoma just got a transfer quarterback who will be playing in his seventh season. 26 years football. old. 26 bills. <laughs> and he started at Texas. How about that? Yeah. That used to be a, that was a joke. It was like in, the, what, Animal House. Seven years and of college. Wilder. Down the drain. <laughs> Seven years of college football. How is that even possible? <laughs> I don't know. I love COVID seasons and transfers. And- I th- I think we're gonna look at next year once the twelve team playoff wraps up, and we're gonna fall in love with college football even more. I, I can't get a- that. We're- we kind of joked about the mega conference, and- but you kind of knew that was gonna happen. It finally happened. I, I think I college football. Th- I agree with you. I-, I mean, it already is trending. I think. I just think it's. Oh. It's at an incredible moment at the same time, all while it couldn't be more chaotic than ever before, I think. Yeah. Like you said, I didn't even know you could get slapped for an NIL. I mean, what what are the rules? What did they break? This guy promised money without delivering it. I guess you can't. Well, don't you wind up in the river for that? <laughs> he told the guy, if you come here, we'll give you 15000 a month. And I guess that's illegal. You can say, here's $15,000. But I don't think you can say if you come here. Oh, is that right? Sure, like wink, here's your stipend. We'll give you the money. 180k yeah. annualized. Mm-hmm. Nice. God, what is that? I mean, that's that's recruiting. That's don't come here. We'll give you fifteen thousand. You got you got to recruit the guy by saying uh, we're going to give you one million dollars if you come here. It's crazy. Uh, Shrimply Pebbles, uh, Doug. You know him. He sends in pictures of his wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a he's got a number of. Uh, text here. Real talk, we have an 11th month, 11 month old at home. Ms. Pibbles keeps moving up in the world of business. What did she do? Didn't he say she's... I don't know what Pibbles does, or his wife. I thought he texted it earlier this week. Uh, And we have a lot of transition in our life right now. Mark Hanna helps us through every step, so we're making the best decisions both short term and long term. Oh, be darned. As Pale says, clients feel better when they step off the phone with Mark. Do you step off the phone? No. Just hang it up. Just click it. And then he has sent in this uh, four different times. Power Mizzou reporter checking in. Someone on Power Mizzou last night said Eli wouldn't go 
and Bama wouldn't hire him because he's, quote, an Auburn guy, a dude who was quality control for two years over a decade ago. Be a man! Oh. That's from Shrimply Pibbles, who's not happy with Power yeah. Mizzou posters. I don't care where you started. Everybody starts at the bottom. You don't rate a guy based on where he started when he was 22 years old. Who starts off as a head coach? Nobody. Well, Dion, I guess. <laughs> but beyond him, nobody. And as far as I agree with you. I love the way it's going with the playoffs. I'm not a fan of the mega conferences. I'm a oh, fan of the regional, regional conferences where geography makes sense and regional rivalries still make sense. You could do the playoffs and still have the old-fashioned conferences the way they used to be, and I think you'd be better off. But I didn't, I, and I, I'm with you. I liked how it used to be. But you knew eventually this was going to happen, and I hated the slow ripping of the Band-Aid off where, you know, slowly integrating Rutgers and, you know, Maryland to the Big Ten. Just do it all at once. Just load them up, and that's your conference, and that's finally what they did. I, I don't love it, but I, I think the 12-team playoff with having regular season games, ranked-on-ranked team, Tim, probably mm-hmm. every weekend, you're just going to get, like, just dopamine rushes from like 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Yeah. More oh, so than playoff. you ever have in On your life. On campus playoff games, Doug. It's, how do you do? It's yeah, everything we've wanted since I was a kid, and I just, I'm excited. I love college football. Passionate about it. Illinois seems to be left out of the dust on all these things. At least you guys have a team that kind of on the inside. But it's still going to take a few more years before they get that non-conference schedule worked out. Mizzou's going to play oh, it'll be longer a than third that. or more of their schedule. Who cares? Games. But you have games up until 2026 or 2030 even, I think. So yeah. it'll be a while before you get those perfect schedules of you're going to have some butt asses along the way for sure. Let me ask a question because you were talking about the guy who's like 27 years old who's been in college for seven years. <laughs> Does he, and I, I know... It, if you come out, say, as a junior and you go to the NFL, you know, all right, you signed a professional contract, you're no longer an amateur. But with the NIL money, people getting paid, could you come out as a junior, say, get drafted in the seventh round, uh, play for two years, and then get cut by everybody and go, I got a year left of college of eligibility. I'm going to go back to college? No. You, you could play another sport. You could not play football. Okay. There's been people who've, who've played professional sports and then gone back to college and played a different sport. J.R. Smith. Yeah. That's right. All for extraordinaire. Yeah. College football's now a soap opera, and I mean that in a good way. And I can't get enough Doug. That's from oh. Deke Dotum. Oh, I thought it was a Yeah, really like I, I, I... I don't know if he, that means he can't get enough comma, Doug, or he can't get enough of you, Doug. Yeah, could See what be I'm saying? yeah. The players deserve to get to be getting paid years before this. And I realize the the NIL will change eventually. I I still think there are some kinks they need to change with it. Wouldn't it be fun, though, if you're not an NFL-quality player, to be able to play seven years of college football? Thank you. Or make 15000 a month of being about, you know, like. This was an offensive lineman they were offering, 15000 a month. Uh, Doug, uh, Kalen DeBoer was supposed to appear on uh, Seattle radio station this morning, probably Mitch in the morning. Oh, no. Uh, Check the PJs. Joe, uh, Joe is on instead. Uh, but this comes from 93.3 KJR. We are Seattle's diehard sports station and your radio home for Washington Huskies, Seattle Kraken Hockey, and Sounders FC Soccer, And they tweeted out, Husky fans, we know you were looking forward to our visit with Coach DeBoer this morning. 
Please understand that Coach DeBoer and UW Athletics are continuing to work towards a future we can all be excited about. At this time, Coach will not be joining us this morning, but we'll reschedule our interview soon, and now I'm going to my sports oh, book. Sure. And now I'm going to my sports Check book. the flight logs. Does Seattle have a lot of air traffic? Sure they do. It's head of Boeing, right? That's where Boeing is. SeaTac Airport? That's what it used yeah, to be called. Seattle-Tacoma Airport, mm. yeah. Remember the Tacoma Stars from the MISO? Vaguely. Jeez, Vaguely. I show prep ass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, Doug, now do you want to bet uh, Kalen DeBoer as the new head coach of Roll Tide? It wouldn't surprise me, yeah. Do you think it's going to be a problem that he's from South Dakota and doesn't speak with a certain only, dialect? Only if he doesn't win. Yeah. Yeah. They don't care. It's all about winning. I don't know if that's a great fit, but he's a great coach. I mean, Eli Gold is their broadcaster, and he is, I think he's from New York, you know? He doesn't yeah. have the... Sounds like a New Yorker. Yeah. Well, Saban doesn't really speak with the big Southern drawl. Right. And he, and either way, he was he had coached at LSU before he went to Alabama, so he was already. But DeBoer hasn't coached in the SEC. Drink still has time to call him and say they'll take less. <laughs> you know, he's. What would you want to save a couple million a year? I'm your guy. How deflating would that be for Mizzou to lose Eli Drinkwitz after one big year? But then your job opening is much higher than when you got Eli, right? Well, like true. You could maybe get a guy that's comparable or better. Yeah. yeah. Maybe doesn't have the higher upside because I'm not – Drink is a, a little quirky, but, geez, in the last 18 months, he turned the program completely around. Well, maybe all that meant was that uh, Washington knows that Alabama's interested in DeBoer and they're working on a new extension farm, so he couldn't come on the air and talk about it because they're working on something. Sure, well, that's certainly how they're spinning it, by saying, please understand that Coach DeBoer and UW Athletics are continuing to work towards a future we can all be excited about. So, at the very least, he's... Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if he didn't have enough leverage by getting to the college football playoff championship game four yeah. nights ago, now he's getting a little more. We've gotten to the point where the, the football coach is the most important person on a college campus. He is, and from a revenue generating Estate. standpoint, that's uh, mm-hmm. that's accurate. There was a there was an they did a sixty minutes piece I think on Saban a decade ago, and uh, and talking about his economic impact to the state of Alabama and, and the university, and it is greater than anybody else in the state, right. which, is, which is ridiculous. But that's and in his case, he's actually underpaid. Yeah, he made one hundred and sixty million, I think, as the coach for Alabama. And it seems like it should be another hundred on top. That's of how that. much they paid him. Yeah, I think over the over the course of the contract, that's not bone. I don't know what that entails. Obviously, he had that dealership business that yeah. he made a ton of money off of. I read one hundred and twenty million yesterday. Okay. Yeah, well, the university has expanded. They've got all kinds of buildings they didn't have. The Enrollments athletic, way up, and athletic facilities mm-hmm. are just through the roof. Yeah. Well, that's a big part of the college experience to go and be proud of your team and. I mean, Going to a stadium with 80,000 people there, make that your social life for every other weekend. Or so. That's a big deal. Absolutely. Also, uh, Design Air is a big deal, Doug. It's going to be even, perhaps the biggest it's ever been over the next week. Oh Design Air Heating and Cooling online at Design Air Service. 
Com. Yeah, it's 48 degrees right now, but here comes old precipitation at 9 a.m., and it's going to be with us, oh, until about 1, and then the hawk arrives. Sure the hawk will be up this afternoon talking about wind gusts. Iggy, I mean, have you seen, I mean, I'm talking about, I've, I've heard tell of 40 to 50 mile an hour gusts of wind in St. Louis over the next 48 hours. Really? Iggy, have you, well, that that's, yeah, because that's uh, that storm is coming in, and you need high winds to get it here. I heard him say take down the Christmas decorations if you haven't already, because they may be blowing away. Six degrees for your low tomorrow, minus two for your low on Sunday, five degrees for your low on Monday, zero degrees for your low on Tuesday, eight degrees for your low on Wednesday, warms up on Thursday, 14 degrees for your low on Thursday, back down to seven degrees for your low on Friday, eight degrees for your low on Saturday, and 10 days from now, nine days from now, Sunday, 12 degrees, mm. you're low. And this is with the sun out. So we're aft, right? Like, we're completely screwed now. None of us will get through it. We're... My neighbors are going to be checking on me. I'm going to, you better have, whoever's doing the hol- the holiday Excel spreadsheet, oh. get ready. Oh. Daddy doesn't want to come in. <laughs> Daddy. Uh, if you run into issues with your furnace over the next uh, couple of weeks of frigid temperatures in the St. Louis metropolitan area, go to design airservice.com that's designairservice.com and work with Seth Goldcamp and his wonderful staff online at Design Air Heating and Cooling official HVAC provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast uh, Doug and you're furious with Jackson because he is ruining the QFTA daily streak today by going to enjoy his weekend and spending time with his brother in Memphis so I don't we'll, get it yeah, I just thank don't thank you for get saying it. it so no QFTA daily today but we, uh, we have done them all the way up. In, so eight of them? Eight of them, I guess. Uh, and we will be back on. Maybe we'll do it Monday. I don't know. I don't know what Jackson's plans are Monday. I'll probably you know just get home. What infuriates me is he's spinning this as, his, as a journalistic enterprise. He's going down there to see if the NBA would work in St. Louis. <gasps> That's what's going on. Yeah, and then he's going to come back here with a, and file a report. I like that. The only thing they need to pass is if we can play in the Dome. And so they're going to check that oh, out. Yeah. So that's really... I don't know if the Dome is big enough for all the fans. I that know. Try. I think they're going to add another Dome on top of it. Oh, a secondary Dome. Yeah. Ooh, so piggyback it actually, style. It almost... Pyramid type. Straight yeah. up. Taller than the arch. Doug, mm. what are the chances? But Ernie Berkman's just sent in his Tacoma Stars jersey. That's <laughs> he a nice actually jersey. has one. Yeah. God, no, can you name I, the colors of the Tacoma Stars? I just didn't follow a lot of major indoor soccer league in the, Did, in the Miami Washington didn't have area. a team? No. Seems like a miss. Had an outdoor team, the Fort Lauderdale Strikers. Oh, yeah. Earl Tacoma? Anthony. Earl Anthony, one of the greatest bowlers of all time, is from Tacoma, Washington. Is he? <laughs> That's a nice little fact. There you go. <laughs> Send your emails in on Earl Anthony. The morning after at InsideSCL.com for our designer, heating and cooling Email of the day, which comes your way at 945. Jackson and I head down the hallway. We will be fine. The Blues won last night. Jordan Cairo had a hattie, back-to-back hatties yes, he at did. Enterprise Center. One Could've for Maddie. Four or five. Mr. Yeah, that's breakaway. What, that's what Jordan one. Bennington uh, said after the game. He's like, he really could have had five. So listen to Chris Kerber's podcast with Joey Vitale. And like, he could have had six or seven. I'm like, well, wouldn't that have been a story? Uh-huh. Uh, but that's a great win against a very good team. Doug, what's your favorite division in the NHL? The Metropolitan. And mm. that's where the blue shirts reside atop. And the blues... They've been beating some good teams here as of late. Bad game on uh, Tuesday against the Panthers, but a bounce back 
last night, even though Drew Bannister was not happy with the performance. The power play with two goals, Bennington with 41 saves. How do you do, Boston Bruins? Stanley Cup final rematch from five years ago. Can you believe it's been five no. years? Coming they have had, tomorrow night. They've had a ridiculously tough schedule here over the last yeah, two weeks. The month is that with, way. Yeah, and with the exception of that Florida game, they've either won them all or were Played right really there well. and, and could have won them all. Avalanche game. Yeah. To a lesser extent, the Pittsburgh game. Leads you to believe if they can just get in the – if we can just get hot, we can win this baby. The chalice? Can, no. The wild card spot. Yeah, we could win a wild card. <laughs> if they can just get in, maybe they could win a round. Uh, they're playing certainly well Because they're playing well against the teams that they would – the yeah. caliber of teams they'd be playing if they oh. are one of the wild cards. You're going to be playing a one or two, and, you know, that's going to put you to the test. Uh, so that is a great win last night. Cairo, you know, Cairo in the power play. There you go. Bennington, though, his last few starts, he's been sick as well. So the Blues get the Bruins tomorrow night, and then uh, Torts will be in town, and I know he's going to be uh, spending time with you. He, he won't be. Okay. I think he hates everybody, including me. He doesn't know me, but he would hate me. He hates everyone else. <laughs> and then the Blues go out on the road. After that, we got the drops of the week. We got the design air, heating, and cooling email of the day. Jackson, what do we have coming up on Balloon Party? Little Pills Friday Six Shooter. Pew, pew, pew. No, don't, say, don't say pew, pew, pew. What does that mean? Six hot questions in the chamber. Do you have any questions ready to go now? Well, I don't want to step on it. So you don't, and you're going to try to think of something on the fly? No, I have questions. I just would, would legitimately, like, in this whole ruse we got going here, I just don't want to step on one of the questions. Okay. I mean, you can guess. There's only, like, two stories going on. Would the Uh-oh. NBA Uh-oh. work Uh-oh. in St. Louis? Uh-oh. Am I going to be paying $35 again today? No, I got questions. How good do you feel about the questions, though? I mean, as good as the topics are. I'm only as good as the topics. Well, maybe you need better topics. <laughs> sound effects. I, um, I, I like, I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I've never been like, boy, are my questions outstanding today. Why? Oh. Nick Ackerman's still listening? These are sports questions or, or cuckold questions or what sort of questions? <laughs> yeah, let's do some cuck questions on 101. If you want, that guy could really open me up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Hustler or penthouse, who has a better buffet? Like, I, <laughs> yeah. Buffet? <laughs> what do you mean Buffet. They serve lunch? Yeah, every once in a while they have a buffet out there. Do you go there to have this buffet? I have once. I'll add build your dream buffet to the question. All right. Nice. That'll be fun. Maybe that'll be like the six. That's the kicker. That's the squirrel on skis. I can't imagine having a buffet at the Hustler Club. <laughs> oh, my I, God. Let me tell you something. I had a filet at Rachel's in uh, West Palm, and it's one of the finest steaks I've ever had. Really? Yeah. And there's not... There's bacteria or hair no, on there or anything. It really is a good steak. Yeah, if they have, a, if they have a, a waitress actually serves you, it's a little off-putting when you order something and then a girl comes out with no top on and a G-string serving your food. You want somebody with clothes on serving your food. How about yeah. that, Doug? Clip that off. And a hairnet as well. <laughs> Speaking of chamber, I'm locked and loaded and ready to protein shower as Tim, Wellington, and Claves gang up on my wife during this cold storm. That's from the Recovering Alcoholics. Claves is in now. <laughs> Recovering Alcoholics. Yeah. He'll, he'll be on the caravan, I'm sure. <laughs> he's going on a cruise. Even I saw Cardinal Cruz. He's going on. He's got it caravan. all figured out. He does. Yeah, he does. He's... Wouldn't that be fun? Jimmy Burgard called to taunt me. He said, hey, Claves was out at the dealership before you came down. You know what he's doing? He's heading down to Florida. I'm like, oh. God bless America. You know what you're doing. I know what you're. You know, I know what you're doing, Jamie Burkhardt. Mm-hmm. What you're doing is taunting me. Right. And then Claves goes out into the Caribbean. 
Yeah, he goes on a cruise <laughs> until it's time to go to spring training. Yeah. Why, don't no, we have down a, there. why don't we have a show cruise? That would be hot. Only guys. Yeah, of course. Don't you think we could get together 100 listeners or so? And... Let's go around the River to Pair. I'd be a little nervous. Well, I was thinking something about being in the nicer. middle of like open water with just the listeners. Vendettas well, be just that they come the with. But they could fill up a big part of the boat. Man. You're not interested a... in that, huh? I'd rather do a trip to Bermuda and bring listeners <sighs> play golf for six days. Could the show just too? go to Jamaica and with nobody else? Well, we <laughs> did that. I know, that was awesome. <laughs> you do that again. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to do that again for someplace in the States. You're not going international. Let's what, do you want to go to Dallas? Oh, they've done some to California. Uh, a resort opened up in California that had a golf course. They did one in Orlando. What about Costa Rica? No, that's not the States. What about Puerto Rico? US, no, that'd be fine. That's... U.S. Virgin Islands. Ooh, okay. We're yeah. getting warmer. Yeah. Uh, Doug, uh, Chairman Stephen Wildwood won Milagro Tequila's Listener of the Year. And uh, maybe he can repeat. I don't know. But he writes, when I was at the table with the Gretzkys, they mentioned they went to Rachel's to meet Massimo. Is that a humble brag that you were with the Gretzkys? Who's Massimo? Yeah, I don't know. Is that a wrestler? He's a fashion designer. I've actually met him and talked to him. Very nice. He was the one, he still is, married to Lori Laughlin. Doug, you know her as Aunt uh, yeah. Becky. Oh, yeah, love her. And they had the yeah. scandal with uh, the college admissions Pain, yeah. thing. We throw people in jail for spending money to get their kids into college, <laughs> but not for committing murders. That's what we are. Biggie, do you have a problem with Steve's text? He said it's a humble brag about the Gretzkys. Is that what it was? Yeah, that's all it was. <laughs> what did it have to do with anything? It was a nice oh, little text. Rachel's. Damn. Oh, that's a tie into Rachel's? I was having dinner with the Gretzkys, and they said they were going to Rachel's. We were talking about food at Rachel's, not seeing fashion designers there. Oh. Well, I'm sure that's all the Gretzkys were interested in, was to find dining. I would wager comfortably, matter of fact, the role that uh, Paulina and DJ have hung out at Rachel's. Anybody interested? Oh, yeah, without uh, a doubt. Probably VIP room. God, that has to be great. Why don't we do that? Well, which one of us is going to be Paulina? <laughs> Clip that off. <laughs> a TMA cruise. We're still waiting on a TMA float trip. Oh. I want topless diabetics tubing on the Merrimack. That's from yeah. the JV Golf. Yeah, that I'm not have, interested in. Yeah, you got to have the full show be interested in something. I don't. I could never see Doug getting in a rap. Yeah, no, it won't happen. Well, Doug and I will both be up north. But this time of year, if it's going to be six degrees here, wouldn't you rather be down in Florida somewhere on a cruise ship in the in the Caribbean? Wouldn't that be pretty fun? We just need six months of Florida sponsored. That's what we need. Six months of it sponsored. <laughs> Good for the state tax thing. Uh, last time I was with the Gretzkys, we chatted about Ryder Cup team selection and live golf. He's a good guy to hang with. That's from Mr. Liz. <laughs> yeah, when with that, he was walking a golden retriever, and you were walking his package up to the porch. I mean, oh. is that the conversation that was had? Loser. Mm. Everyone's best friends with the great one, now. Everyone got their stories. Uh -huh. Sure. In the chairman's defense, Iggy is such a lime that saying you got a haircut is considered a humble brag to him. Everything's a brag when you're sad. That's from Arbor Day, oh. and he won Milagro Tequila's Texture of the Year, 2023. What would you call it, Arbor Day? Clip that up. <laughs> yes, I, uh, me and my wife were having dinner with the Greskis. What, 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 
Is that, that's not a humble brag? What would you call it? How about when you say you're going to have a, a cut in color with O'Reen? Is that a humble <laughs> brag? No. Is it a humble brag that I can't afford a haircut? Oh, probably What not. am I bragging about there? Yeah. Hey, how about me? I'm poor. <laughs> Take that, idiot. Uh, the chairman has responded, Doug. Says Hilton Head in the spring or fall would be perfect. Also, you kill me, Iggy. Go tell another story to show up a dead guy. Mm. Okay. Gonna let that one go, huh? Oh. And again, I told you I've known him longer than you did, so. Licks, tell me exactly what happens when you roll up to Grove 23. I'm going to prove you are a liar. That's from the Warson Woods Wacko and Doug. It's underway. Grove 23. That's Jordan's course oh, in yeah. Hope Sound. And uh, did Lick say that he played there? He couldn't get on there. Could you get on there, Iggy? No. Oh. Stephen Wildwood played there. Yeah, Stephen Wildwood oh, played there. Oh, did he really plays everywhere? This guy. Just appraised a couple of houses. What are the comps? Okay. <laughs> here's a... And the next thing you know, you're playing with Jordan and dining with Gretzky. <laughs> it's not a humble brag. Humble brag is self-deprecating or showing false humility. Seriously, stop using words you don't know the meaning of. That's from Connie Lassiter and Greg Bickle. Oh, how you guys been? Haven't talked to you in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Are they bowlers? No. Connie was my first girlfriend in high school. Oh, that's right. And Bickle married her. Took her away from me and married her. Right then he did. Uh, Stephen Wildwood uh, sounds like he believes that he has known Kim Tucci longer than you. This is what he says. My dad represented the group when they formed PHC. Is that Pasta House Company? Probably. Probably, yeah. They were waiters when he met him in Fresta and Ferrara. You're an ass. Me, 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 me. Mm. Any other stories involving dead guys that you bested? That's Stephen Wildwood and he's not happy. Well, it's a shame you're not happy. Well, does it matter who's known him the longest? Well, Usually it's who's it known him like... the best. Who is the best, no, better friend? he made it sound like he did. He's been a family friend. Like, I didn't know him. I'm just making fun of some random guy I don't know. Yeah. And I didn't make fun of him. It was a funny story where he thought a couple people would bid on it and everybody in the room raised their hands. Yeah. It was, I thought it was a funny story. I wasn't throwing him under a bus. But I told the story, so yeah, I'm a, the mean guy. Yeah. Stephen Wildwood is the worst listener, not the best. He needs to jump off his apartment balcony. That's some dirty Chewbacca. Gosh. Licks would be more believable if he didn't text in on every perceived wealth topic. That's from the Pope. Most wealthy people do text in. That's all they do all day is listen to radio shows and then try to tell people how wealthy they <laughs> That's are. That's correct. That's how you get rich. Thank you. Uh, Steve says it's just a weird choice of stories when he died. Stephen Wildwood. Well, we happen to be talking about auctioneers at the time, so I threw that one in there. How about that? <laughs> Iggy, was it Bickle's house where you and the fellas used to get all horned up and perv out on his hot neighbor? Shake off these textures and get back to giving us some gab about the good old days. That's from Chris Ravy. <laughs> yeah, it was. Bickle's house. He just got a new stereo. Back then, the big thing was quadraphonic. Hi-fi. <gasps> I got quadraphonic. You got to hear these speakers. And we come over and listen to Ralph Records at Bickle's house. And Sarah Schulte lived right next door, and she'd lay out sunbathing. we just sit in Bickle's house, listen to music, and look at her. Really? Yeah. She Were was these a... speakers really that much better than anything else you ever heard? Yeah. Klipsch. What do you mean, yeah, Klipsch? What is that? Those were the name of the speakers. Klipsch, I think. K-L-I-P-C-H. Okay. 
In fact, then it was a really cool thing to have a yeah, new piece of stereo. Doug Watch says, hi, fi, fo, fum. Yeah, remember that? Sure. 40 in uh, Big Ben? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somebody just texted in that DeBoer's going to the Seahawks? Is that being reported anywhere? Or is that just like a guy just like texting in? I don't know. I, I don't see it anywhere on the Twitter tweets. Pete Carroll leave? Yes. Did he? I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. And then the toilet just flushed. <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> That's a promo. Be careful, Eve. Yes. We talked about that yesterday. We did. Where was I? Right there. Yeah. Maybe that's the time I was sleeping. <laughs> take a picture as soon as I blink and then yeah. go through frame by frame. And take it. Put it on the fan page. Look, oh. he's sleeping. <laughs> I was getting ready to go to a break, but now they're activated. <laughs> oh, what are they upset about? Uh, the Everything? Pete Carroll thing. Chris Raby says the king is back in his bag. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Ken makes us stupid and someone clears the turlet. <laughs> I can never hear that. Engine. I can never hear that. I don't hear the peeing. I don't hear the toilet. Uh, this is regarding Stephen Wildwood. It's a shame this fellow won the Dildo of the Year Award. Now we have to endure every text and phone call. Make it stop! Oh. So my shade, my balls for this, Sierra. Mm. Steve is as bad as Lisa Ann talking about how much he works, but has the time to be involved in this stupid show. Go back on Zillow and look at the comps. That's from Jackson's oh. Lone Wispy Pube. Goodness sakes. Oh, my. Huh. Well, everybody's entitled to their opinion. We were wanting to have a party at, at Steve's place, too, some cardinal game, right? Go to the pool and watch the cardinal yeah, game orgy. on the balcony. Yeah. What's stopping you? I don't know. Maybe this year we'll do it. Have fun. You won't go? <laughs> no. Why? Why wouldn't you go? I don't go out a lot. No. Well, it wouldn't take that much of an effort. Just drive downtown and yeah, it would park somewhere and go up and have a party. Too much? Well, you never know. Depend on the day, the time, the weather. I think people would like to see you in that red speedo that you've Ooh, Bill. shown the picture of a few times on Facebook and yeah. strut around the pool. And I think people would enjoy that. Speedo, speedo days are over. Well, why? Well, you get to a certain age and. Stop wearing speedos in the '80s. In your '80s, or no, in the '80s, the 1980s. Yeah, I stopped wearing a speedo when I got back from Bermuda. Yeah, I wasn't going to my apartment pool in a speedo. Well, I think maybe you should. Maybe it'd be a real treat for the ladies. There's a lot of Europeans that still wear them. They don't yeah. care how old they are. Yeah, it's not a good thing. I got a, saw a picture yesterday of a. Pregnant lady in a bikini and a guy whose gut was as big as hers in a speedo. No, oh. mm. standing next to each other and said, "Which one's ready to drop?" I mean, women don't like to see guys in speedos, do they? What's attractive about that? I don't know. It's just a European thing, I think. I mean, I just I can never understand what good looking about that for a guy. Well, I mean, with, if you like, got a, with, if you got a guy decent, on, you got a decent body. I mean, speedos. Not bad. I mean, when they do those bodybuilding competition, all those guys are wearing speedos. Yeah, it doesn't look good though. No. Take a look at Daniel Craig getting out of the ocean in Casino Royale. Bark, bark. Oh, Clip oh, that off God. and play it on Balloon Party. I just watched that for the first time. <laughs> there it is. Oh wow! Not bad. 
That is a wonderful little image. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll show the listeners. Steve, wear it like a badge of honor. People who attack, quote, our lifestyle would trade places with us in a seg- second. Licks, lone pube, etc. Suck it, you pores. That's from the Larson Woods wacko. Oh. Stephen Wilde says, thanks, guys. You know how to make a guy feel special. Now go on with your sorry lives and put on your shirt with your name on it and serve the public. Doug, there is wealth <laughs> shaming going on right now in the Munganess, St. Louis Act. You're among an S. Burkhardt. Alton Toyota, 7 o'clock hour, even though it's 836. Is he implying that if you go to work and your name is on your <laughs> shirt, that you're just kind of a servant of some sort? I guess so. I guess unless you're a professional athlete. First what off, if it says head coach? First the right. Webster-Cottleville war, and now this, to, no. to wrap the week up. Uh, Mr. Licks has responded, what's that, wacko? Sorry I didn't hear you as I was... Looking back on my time at Muirfield, Jack is right up there with Wayne as just a great guy to hang out with. That's from Mr. Licks and Doug. There he is. He is a lefty, and it looks like he's playing a left-to-right ball yeah. flight based uh-huh. on that follow-through. Yeah, right. I couldn't hear him because you had the Amazon truck in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> nice. With his name on his shirt. Take that ball on run with it. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I'm not sure I've ever had my name on my shirt. Oh, man, I've represented a lot of name tags of my day. Have you? Oh, hell yeah, I saved all of them. All my bowling shirts, when I bowled in tournaments, had my name on it. Uh, my font bun, I gave it to a spicy wiener, actually. It said Coach Iggy on the front of my font bun. Mm. Pull over. Didn't your staff bag, Doug, have, like, dog and huge lettering? With, like, oh, it did. Yeah, my name on that golf it. bag, it sure did. Yeah, that was a gift. Well, that guy must be a pro. That's what they thought. Well, look at the size Jack. of the bag and his name. He's a ball striker. He'd play on the tour, and then they'd see my swing, and they'd say, what an ass. <laughs> <laughs> swing like that and his name on his bag. Drops of the week are coming up next. Design air heating and cooling in the 9 o'clock hour. Email the day, and then balloon party at 10 o'clock for the Little Piddles Friday Six Shooter. We are off on Monday uh, for the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King holiday, and back on Tuesday. This is the morning after, presented to you by Brown and Crouppen.